0: Maverick. What the hell are you doing? Don't you sit there for Christ's sake! I'm bad, and that's good. I will never be good, and that's not bad. There's no one I'd rather be than me. Uh, the other big news. Uh, was Canada's uh, pinball podcast, calling it quits. Taneda, 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 Taneda. So that was sort of the big uh, the big story. You know, uh, will he be missed? I don't know, I doubt it. I never listened to his show, so. Taneda, 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 Taneda. Honestly, I think uh, pinball's probably a better place without him. You either love him or you hate him. Taneda, Tanada. Yeah, Taneda was forced off the air, basically. Tanada, Tanada. Taneda, he's a controversial guy. Tanada, Tanada. Mainly due to Taneda bowing out of the scene, I have been asked by many, including Taneda himself, Tanada, to step up to the plate. He talked about Canada. I don't know, five or six times, but at the end he said, I've only heard two episodes. If this is Kaneda, nothing makes sense. I think that's the going shtick, though. Nobody wants to admit that they listen to Canada. Canada. I will say it here. I've listened to almost every episode. I said it before. He's very good at being a podcaster. If this is Kaneda, nothing makes sense. So he he's very entertaining. Kaneda. And he does have a talent for, uh, for getting a following. So uh, congratulations. I don't really have anything to say. Uh, will he be missed? I don't know. I doubt it. I never listened to his show, so the winner for the 2017 Twippies Award for Best Pinball Podcast is. He took my job. <clears throat> he took my job. Gotta do a better. <clears throat> oh! Okay, no. <laughs> okay, pinball Podcast. I never listened to his show. The winner is the okay. oh, always entertaining, the be always controversial. Canada's Panel. He did it again! Canada! I never listened to his show. And the winner is Canada's pinball Podcast. For the winner, I'm in a resting. The best thing's in wrestling. Investing in your kids, ears and nesting. Testing, attention, please. Feel attention. Soon as someone mentions me, here's my ten cents. My two cents is free and nuisance. Who sent You sent for me? Now this looks like a job for me. So everybody, just follow me. Cause we need a little controversy. Cause it feels so empty without me. I said this looks like a job for me. So everybody, just follow me. Cause we need a little controversy. Cause it feels so empty without me. Well, you want an innovation? Well, you're not going to get it. So welcome to episode 501 of Canada's Pinball Podcast. We're going to talk about how we skipped a step, but you know what? We're not going to skip a beat. We're going to get right to the pinball news, and then we're going to talk a little bit about what it's been like being away, but oh my God. Did George Gomez just walk into the pinball world and snap his fingers yesterday and make half of the pinball companies disappear? Nobody. I mean, I mean nobody out there thought Stern Pinball was capable of dropping a game like Avengers out of the blue. There were no leaks. There were no rumors. I mean, I think I did know that Keith Elwin's Avengers was in the mix. I I heard some stuff. But man, nobody really knew that Stern Pinball was about to fire off a game. That I think when you look at it, this game fires on almost all cylinders. and, And the response from people has been like blown away. And, and let's just for the record say this, that September is going to be the most exciting month in pinball in a very long time and it was eating me inside that we were not going to capture this news but here we are the show's back and we're going to talk about pinball we're going to talk about everything that's about to happen in this pinball world because I think the best analogy for what's going on in the pinball world is that everyone is stepping up to the plate this month and everyone's going to have a chance to show us what they got right and right now. September. it was like September 1st or 2nd, Stern Pinball stepped up to the plate and they hit a home run, a lead off homer. And they showed everybody else what they're capable of. And now what I love, now what I love is that since Stern has hit this game out of the park, it's now up to the other manufacturers who are trying to get your money and trying to get your space in your homes and in your locations, it is up to the other manufacturers to step up to the plate and show us what they got. And I'm telling you, nobody thought that Stern was going to raise the bar this high. And and we're going to talk about that, like what it must feel like to be over at Jersey Jack Pinball and seeing this game drop, what it must feel like to be over at Deep Root and seeing this game drop. What it must feel like to be over at Chicago Gaming Company and seeing this drop, and American Pinball, and so on, and so on, and so on, right? All right, let's talk about Avengers Infinity Quest by Stern Pinball, because this game, it's like like Stern is now firing on all cylinders. They got Keith Elwin, which I think you could arguably say is the best designer in pinball right now. And Keith Elwin was the greatest acquisition that George Gomez and Stern Pinball could ever have put on the roster. I mean, think about it. This guy now is three for three with hit games. Iron Maiden, Jurassic Park, and now Avengers. Every time an Elwin pin comes out, the level of excitement just goes up like 10 notches. And the games themselves, they just always feel like they're special. And it's like, how does this guy figure out how to make stern machines. It's like he makes stern machines better than stern machines, right? It's like with him, maybe he has a higher bomb, but whatever it is, Elwin is knocking it out of the park. And then you have zombie Yeti. Zombie Yeti, arguably the best pinball artist in pinball, the greatest illustrator in pinball right now, whose artwork is perfectly suited for this kind of game, and he just crushed it on Ninja Turtles, and now he's crushing it on Avengers, and it's unbelievable that we have Elwin and Yeti together, and now we know that Elwin and Yeti are going to work together on multiple projects moving forward, which is just like absolutely. It's like these are your cleanup hitters. You've got Elwin and Yeti. Then you got the programmer in the game, Rick Nagel. But here's the thing with with Elwin Games, and this is the big difference I think between Keith and everybody else is Keith Games. When he designs them, he has the rule set in mind. He knows how he wants this game to be. So you never feel like with a Keith game, like, oh, now you got to be nervous about who's programming it because it doesn't work like that with Mr. Elwin. It's like when he makes a game, he has the vision of everything in mind, and it's almost like that's what you need in pinball so that when he's doing the design and the layout and when the inserts, everything is in his head and he has a mind for how he wants it to work. And he has a vision. I think that's the greatest word. Vision for how he wants the whole game to cohesively come together. And that's why people love Elwyn games. It doesn't work like that with Stern's other games, right? You have like a designer might do something, but then everyone gets nervous. Like, is Dwight going to code it? Is this guy going to code it? I, 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 you know, everyone gets nervous. And it's like, and then Lyman Sheets has to like make up for maybe some of the design flaws of the game. And that's not how it should be. But imagine this, imagine a world in which it was Keith Elwin, Zombie Yeti, and Lyman Sheets making a game together. I mean, that is the final frontier of Stern Pinball. I really hope that this company one day puts those three gentlemen on one title together and says, go do it, like go make Back to the Future, go make The Matrix, go make something that's worthy of having the three greatest people in Stern Pinball collaborate on one single game. I can't wait for that day. That's going to be like the Shangri-La Nirvana moment in Stern Pinball when those three gentlemen connect. But that's not today. But doesn't matter. I think, you know, they've got a great team on this game. And look, the people have spoken. The people have spoken, this game is basically sold out. I mean, almost every single Stern LE sells through to distributors, but man, people have run towards this title. Like, they've run towards it. And so, September 2nd, Stern hits a grand slam. No, they're the leadoff batter, so they hit a home run right away. Now, let me talk, I don't want to go over like all the game features, but I will say this. My biggest complaint of Stern Pinball, and you've heard me, is that they lack mechanical engineering. They lack putting toys in their games. They've used artwork to hide the fact that there's not a lot in the game. When you look at Avengers and you see the toys in this game, when you see stuff going up, like it raises up, the spinner raises up and the ball goes inside and you have a see-through subway. When you see the ball elevating in the upper left corner of the game, when you see those ramps and those wire forms, I mean, my God. Seeing those wire forms going all over the place is exactly, exactly the feeling that a pinball machine should convey to you. You should walk up to a machine and you should say, wow, look at that. I can't, I can't wait to see how that all works, right? I mean, I, th- I think that's like the easiest way to describe the kind of giddiness and the kind of magic I wanna see under the glass in a machine. I can't wait to see how all of that works. That is the kind of joy and the kind of gravitational pull a six to nine to $13,000 toy should have on us. Now you approach most pins with that attitude. I can't wait to see how that works. There are so many games out there, and I'm looking at Rick and Morty right now as I say this, in which when you stand over them, there's really not that much that makes you go, wow, I can't wait to see how that works. And this game, this game, when I saw it for the first time and just 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 standing over it like an observer, like the rest of us, I was like, man, I don't think I've seen a, a Stern in recent history that makes me feel that giddy to see how all of this works and how all of this connects and how all of this sort of wows us. I I really don't think I've seen a game that's done it. I mean, Ghostbusters was like that. You know, Jurassic Park, not as much. Jurassic Park had some cool stuff, but this is it. This takes the cake. I mean, Ninja Turtles was cool, but this just feels like the next level. And that is why I think people are running towards it. And here's the big question mark for me right now, is all of it, like it's all really cool, it's all really cool, but I really hope that it all works. I really hope that Stern does not have quality control issues with this game because after I saw all the fun stuff in it, the next place I went to mentally was, well, is this stuff going to like be problematic or are they going to figure this stuff out so that when owners get this machine, you know, the 500 of you that bought these LEs, are you going to have a good out of box experience with Avengers? Now, unfortunately, we can't ignore the fact that Ninja Turtles has been nothing but a problematic game for so many of you owners out there. I mean, my God, I've been inside the Ninja Turtles thread, and I'm like, is this a Ninja Turtles thread, or is this a troubleshoot thread? So many posts about this not working, that not working, diverter issues, the van issues, you know, there's this, there's... And I'm like, oh, wow. Like, wow, this game is is loaded with fun stuff. But let me tell you something, that fun stuff... If it doesn't work properly, it becomes nothing but a headache. So I really hope that Avengers is not plagued by mechanical issues and Stern really tested this thing. Now, if I were a betting man, if I were a betting man, I doubt it. Like, I doubt they've really pressure tested this game this game is coming out quickly like nobody thought this game like a cornerstone would hit this soon i mean they were just ramping up after COVID. ninja turtles premium buyers are still waiting for their games and this hits all of a sudden that was the other thing i thought about i was like man everyone who just bought ninja turtles is like oh damn i should have waited like oh no like how could you do this and and that's that's Stern pinball people is you really you really don't know if the game you go in on is gonna be the one you're really gonna want. But here's the good news is like I always say this to people like you gotta kind of wait and only buy dream themes because Stern is gonna keep hitting it out of the park when they have guys like Elwin on hand and like if you have space and you can own all of them and you have endless money then that's fine. But for some of you out there, you have to admit right that. You might have a little bit of Ninja Turtles buyer's remorse because I still think Avengers is is more for grownups than Ninja Turtles. Avengers is more relevant than Ninja Turtles. If I were to pick which theme I'd rather have, I'd much rather have Avengers with Keith Elwin and Zombie Eddie than Ninja Turtles with John Borg and Zombie Eddie. I mean, I just think it's it's more desirable. And I think the sales and the frenzy and the enthusiasm indicates that, all right? Now, one mistake I think they made, you know, wouldn't be Kaneda's pinball podcast without me calling out the glaring mistake in Stern's marketing of this game. I think they made one big mistake. And you want to know what the big mistake I think they made. And I I don't know if there's time to change this, but come on. Come on, Stern. Listen to me. I don't like the fact that the artwork on the cabinet, on the premium is the same artwork on the LE. They had to rush this game a little bit because of timing, so Eddie said they were only able to do two cabinet artwork packages. Okay, so here's what you should have done, Stern. The LE, the most expensive model of the game, should always have the unique special artwork unbelievable to me that they gave the Ellie artwork also to the premium. No, that's that's 100% wrong. They should have made the pro artwork, which looks great. That also should have been the premium artwork and then the premium has more of the toys in the game, but do not Do not take away the LE's ability to be special and limited and stand out from the crowd because now if I'm looking at this LE and this premium, I would just buy a premium and put on yellow armor, or as people have said, the armor should be brass plated or purple, like Galaxian purple, whatever, because that's Thanos' colors, like brass and purple. I wouldn't, I I just, I wouldn't have done it that way. I would have made it so the LE guys will always have the most nicest and the most special art package. And I think that, to me, that was the only thing that I was like, why'd you do that? But again, we know why Stern does it because they know they're going to sell way more premiums than LEs. So the other thing that happened that never really happens with the Stern Pinball launch is there's a topper. There's actually a Stern Pinball topper when the game is launched. And for some reason, this company can do everything except sync up the toppers with the games. I mean, people are still waiting for an Elvira topper. They're still waiting for a Ninja Turtles topper. And and here we have Avengers and the topper's available. What, What is going on in the Stern topper division? It, th- this this division to me, I don't know if these people are like are in rehab or they're like they, they, they like they call out sick every day. like what is going on with the stern pinball topper division? Now that being said, the topper is nothing to write home about. I hope it's not four or five hundred dollars. It should have been the glove. It should have been the gauntlet. It should have been the gauntlet where the where, where the jewels light up. I, I can't imagine why they didn't do that. It would have looked so cool. But anyway, these are just tiny nitpicks. These are tiny nitpicks. Stern Pinball, congratulations. Everyone over at Stern, take a bow. You kept this game secret. Nobody leaked it. You came out of nowhere and you dropped a juggernaut on everyone else in the pinball industry. And you have woken up a sleeping giant in terms of what Stern is capable of doing. Now, look, I hope that this continues in this direction of Stern putting more into these games because we all know that Stern Pinball's bomb is not that high. We know that they should be giving us this amount, if not more, for the amount of money these games are. And what I'm glad to see is that they can keep getting better. Now, all of a sudden, doesn't it seem kind of silly that Jersey Jack Pinball put up that teaser video on the day Ninja Turtles came out. They put up a teaser saying you asked for innovation and then they never backed it up with anything. Like three months later, nothing, not not a peep. So that was really embarrassing because how embarrassing is it that Stern Pinball has now lapped Jersey Jack Pinball, lapped them. Between Ninja Turtles and now, Jersey Jack has put out nothing new. Nobody's impressed by Willy Wonka's being on the line. But here's the thing. I think I'm one of the few people in the entire world that has seen Avengers Infinity Quest And has seen Guns N' Roses pinball machine. And I am still waiting on Guns N' Roses pinball machine. So let's go to Jersey Jack pinball. So Jersey Jack pinball is next at the plate. Now yes, it is embarrassing that Jersey Jack pinball continues, continues to struggle to get games out. I think what people need to realize when they think about Jersey Jack pinball though. Because I have so many people who hit me up and they're like, oh they really need to get a game out now. Oh oh, Jersey Jack pinball is going to go under. Oh Jersey Jack. You guys all need to just... Realize one thing. Jersey Jack pinball is not going under. Jersey Jack pinball is not in financial trouble. And you know the reason why they have a billionaire backer. Okay, they have a billionaire backer. You think this is Leonard's only company? This is like one of a plethora of companies he has. And if Jersey Jack Pinball loses money, I'm sure it's a little bit of a tax write-off for his entire holdings and all of his companies and his corporations. So it's not about the money. It's never been about the money once Leonard came on board. The real question is this. The real question is this. Is can Jersey Jack Pinball finally make a game, make a game. This has always been my thing. Can they make a game that just becomes universally applauded and doesn't have an Achilles heel associated with it? And I'm here to tell you, from what I see in Guns N' Roses... I think this is gonna be the game that finally everyone just sort of looks at and says, yes, awesome. Like, take my money. This game is super cool. This is the Jersey Jack game that we've really been waiting for. It's not overly complex. It's got amazing artwork. It's got really cool mechs in it. Now, I will say this. I will say this. Looking at the game and then looking at Avengers, I will say this. I mean, Stern is caught up. Caught up in terms of like standing over a game and giving you that wow feeling. Now, but, but look. Look, let's not let's not get ahead of ourselves here. If you still put Avengers next to Wizard of Oz, which is a game that is what developed ten years ago, seven, eight, nine years ago, Wizard of Oz still feels like a higher level, a higher caliber of machine. We're not talking about fun factor, people. We're just talking about quality and we're talking about, like, sculpted molds. Like, you know, Stern is still using plastic. Like, the gauntlet looks cheap in the upper right corner. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it just doesn't have that level of polish and detail that a Jersey Jack game has. But that being said, it's like Jersey Jack right now, it still feels like one game every 18 months. Like, they've got to get out of this brutal cycle of, like, endlessly waiting for just one game because it's then it's not even like fair right stern's doing like in the amount of time since willy wonka came out i think stern has released like six titles maybe more i mean i don't i lose count it just feels like there's a new stern game every 4 months or 3 to 4 months and with jersey jack it's like I don't know. No one wants to see Willy Wonkas on the line right now. There's no Willy Wonka demand. man. Ken Cromwell, I think they said that September, we're going to see something special from Jersey Jack Pinball. Now, I know there's been a lot of swirl, like is it going to be Toy Story? Is it going to be Guns N' Roses? And here, I think it's going to be Guns N' Roses. Guns N' Roses has been ready. Guns N' Roses has been ready since like December. Guns N' Roses, I believe, is going to be next. I think everyone wants it to be next. Everybody wants Eric's next. We just had a Pat Lawler pin, now let's get Eric's next pin. Eric's sophomoric effort is something that all of you want to see. Because I'm here to tell you, like I think Eric and Elwin are the two best designers in pinball today. I think they're the most creative. I think they're the hungriest. I think they're the most passionate designers in pinball today. And I think their imagination is their only limitation in what they put into their games. And I really do believe that. They're on a different level. They're just on a different level than everyone else approaching pinball right now. And, and that's why... I think when you see Eric's Guns N' Roses, I think you're, you know, look, I think people are going to be really excited. The thing is, this I have not seen this game flipped. I have not seen this game in motion. Uh, You know, there's nothing visually that I see right away that's like, oh, wow, that's like the pirate ship and or there's that one mechanical thing that just blows your socks off. It's more about the sum of all the parts in the game and it just looks super fun to shoot and it looks super cool and it's got super great artwork and it's Guns N' Roses and it's finally a Jersey Jack game that's for men that are over the age of 12. So, for that reason, I think it's going to be really incredible. And I think it's going to be a home run, too. So, I think Jersey Jack is sitting on a home run title. The company's not in financial, like, dire straits. So, all of you need to stop being like, they need to get it out. Like, the, even people like this week were like, oh, Jersey Jack should just rush and put out news. And no, I don't think that's the case at all. I do think that they should do a slower burn teaser marketing campaign that actually is effective. Uh, If you've seen the way like Dodge marketed the Demon, I think Jersey Jack needs to not try to pretend they're Stern. And I think that's what they're doing. It's like they're trying to play Stern's game. Stern's game because Stern has manufacturing down so tight and Stern also has like everything on, like four games on the line at once or eight lines going, whatever they have. Stern can do it this way because of who they are. Jersey Jack pinball is not Stern. They are more of a high-end boutique, bespoke pinball company and they need to start marketing their games that way. And they need to have longer runways to the reveals because it's only one game. You see what I'm saying? Like Stern can't have a long runway to lead up to like Ninja Turtles or Avengers because by the time that runway's up, they've got another game ready to go. But we all know that Jersey Jack has no other game ready to go right away. Except there might be, there might be an exception to that and I'm gonna talk about Toy Story. But you know what I'm saying is like, everyone knows it's Guns N' Roses everybody knows it's Toy Story so just trying to keep the title secret I think is silly at this point what they should be doing is, if look at like how spooky launched Rick and Morty. Let people know the theme. Let all the fans of that theme get excited and put their orders in. Then you slowly show people elements of it. Like they flipped the upside down of the play field. And you saw underneath the Rick and Morty play field. And they had like a three to four week like build up. Now I think you could draw it out even more because it's Guns N' Roses. And they have so many fans around the world. And there's stuff you could do with Slash. And there's like slow things you could do. But look. It is what it is. I think they're trying to just pull the curtain off all at once. Now, let me tell all of you this. None of it matters. None of it matters when Guns N' Roses gets revealed because your excitement level when you see this game is going to go through the roof. You are going to want a Guns N' Roses if you're a fan of pinball. And that's all I'm going to say about it. And, and I know that over at JJP, I've been doing some Facebook live videos and, and they've been upset with me a little bit, but I'm here to tell you right now, I talked to the designer, Eric, cool dude, man. Cool dude. Chill dude. I love Eric. I mean, he's just chill. Like he knows, he knows he's about to hit a home run and he's going to hit a home run. This game is a home run. This game is a home run and it's going to be just a little bit maybe a lot a bit higher caliber of game than a Stern game. And, and you get what you pay for. It's going to cost more money. It's going to cost more money than Avengers, but, it, but you're going to get more. You're going to get more in the game. And I think people are going to be blown away by Guns N' Roses. And, and that's it. That's it. I, just, I think be patient, and hopefully we get to see it this month. So I think JJP and Stern Pinball are going to hit two huge home runs this month in the world of pinball. Here's the thing. You should be excited about both. I see people go back and forth. For some reason, it's like you can't be excited about a Stern game that looks really awesome without saying, Oh, but what about, you know, JJP so much better. And you can't be excited for Guns N' Roses without saying, well, Stern machines are so much more fun and Jersey Jack continues to. No. Sometimes, people, if you really love pinball, it's okay to love both of these companies and both of the offerings that they're putting out in the world. And you know me, I'm the biggest critic. I'm the biggest person who's gonna say like negative things about a game if I think it's missed the mark. I think both of these games not only hit the mark, I think they hit the ball out of the park, okay? Now, so here's where it gets really fun for me looking at September. So the other company that's been teasing us with what's gonna happen in their world is Deep Root Pinball. Now, I can't help but laugh at the irony a little bit. You have to laugh at this irony that John Papaduke's artist that he discovered and brought to pinball was Zombie Yeti Jeremy Packer. Now, he didn't discover Jeremy as a person, but he brought him into the pinball fold. I find it so amazingly ironic that Zombie Yeti's Avengers is going to be going up against... Retro Atomic Zombie Adventureland, a game that Zombie Yeti worked on. Guess how many years ago this February. I know it's not yet, but it's 9 years ago that Zombie Yeti worked on Retro Atomic Zombie Adventureland. 9 years this game has been in development. 9 years. It's 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 laughable. But here's what's amazing is that Zombie Yeti is going to be going up against Raza with a different artist art package and deep root pinball has been teasing something going on we've seen the image with the number nine and then it looks like crack in the asphalt here here's here's the thing and everyone knows this teasers are not going to get it done for deep root teasers are not going to get it done i mean they're going to have to come and they're going to have to step up to the plate and hit a home run right i mean that's the pace that's being set and so Deep Root Pinball, the amount of pressure on them to deliver something that is of the caliber of Avengers, of the caliber of Guns N' Roses, of the caliber of this art package and that art package and the code, the pressure's high. The pressure's high. Remember, this game was supposed to come out in March. So many more months have have expired. And so what are we going to see from Deep Root? Now, here's the thing. I haven't seen anything other than what all of you saw at Houston. But I am very curious... I'm very excited to see what Deep Root delivers because if you look at this whole thing and you zoom out just a little bit, it is amazing that they talked such a big talk and now they need to deliver. But when they were talking that big talk, we weren't getting games like Jurassic Park and Avengers from Stern. We weren't getting Guns N' Roses from Jersey Jack Pinball. So they they literally said stuff and boasted about doing things in this industry for so many years, and now it's like put up or shut up time, right? And Robert knows this. Like, none of this is new. Like, they must feel some of this heat. There's no way they can't feel this pressure. And the spotlight will be on them. The spotlight will be on them. And so, when I think about Raza, and I think about how do they unveil Raza in this climate with these games hitting, with these licensed themes. And here's the thing, licensed themes will trump original titles every single day. If I was Stern Marketing, if I was Zach Sharp, you know what I would do if I wanted to just keep my sales flying off the shelves? I would make everyone who works at Stern Pinball set up a pin side account and join every single Facebook group that's about pinball. And I would have them say that, oh man, I really I really want to buy original themes. I really want to buy original themes and, and that's what will get me to buy games and just pretend that that's what you want. Because you know what? People don't want original themes. They don't want this out-of-left-field thing that they've never heard of before. They're not going to get into it as much as Avengers and Guns N' Roses and Willy Wonka and Jurassic Park. It's just, it's just no way. So that being said, Raz's only shot, their only shot coming out in this climate, in this marketplace, is a, is a few things they need to do. This game needs to, first of all, like blow us away. It just needs to blow us away. It needs to be spectacular. It needs to do things in pinball that we've never seen before, but in a way that adds to the pinball experience, not just different for different sake. So it needs to blow us away. We need to look at Raza and be like, oh my God, like just, it just needs to pull you in. It needs to have a magnetic pull that you see it and you want it. And then what they need to do is they need to do something where not everyone can have it. They need to limit the number of roses they're going to make. They need to make it special, a collector's item, if you will. And the other thing I think they're going to do, and I think they need to do this, and I know some of you are going to be upset, they need to price it high. It needs to feel like a special J-pop work of art, limited run game that only X amount of people could have. If I were to predict how many RASs they're going to make or offer at launch and what they're going to charge for it to compete in this marketplace, because if they go like we're making unlimited amounts like Hot Wheels or October, they're dead on arrival. I think Robert and I think Deep Root is going to announce that they are making just 250 RASs and that's it. We are making 250 this game is one of John's you know visions and imaginations and I think it's going to be visually spectacular it's going to be 250 units and I think it's gonna be ten thousand dollars or more that's my guess I think it's going to be between ten and twelve thousand dollars and 250 and that's all the world's ever gonna see that's my prediction for Raza because I just think if they go in any other direction or try to make this game in any other volume numbers they're gonna they're gonna lose people because because you can't you can't follow up all of these Avengers LEs that have just been bought, all of these Guns N' Roses collector's editions, all of these games. And we haven't even talked about Cactus Canyon remake coming out, which even more collectors are going to want. So you know what I'm saying? Like they have, to, they have to find their niche. And the only niche available to them right now is I think the high-end boutique collector marketplace. And if you think that doesn't exist, you're wrong. Like 250 collectors will buy Retro Atomic Zombie Adventureland from Deep Root. They will and it will sell well to that audience and there needs to be that feeling of exclusivity Of rarity and it doesn't matter how good the game is I mean people are still spending 20 grand to buy broken magic girls just because it's rare but that's the angle he needs to play you might hate those angles some of you but it's the truth all right so I want to wrap things up in a little bit what else is going on in terms of like the pinball like world so American pinball Hot Wheels so look I mean Hot Wheels I played it for a few hours Uh, the game is fast the game is fun Uh, It's 6,300 bucks. I feel bad for American Pinball because I do feel like, you know, this game, if you look at it, it's like it does feel empty in comparison to everything else that's hitting right now. Unfortunately, this game was also designed for operators and location play. And COVID has decimated that. And so you got to imagine their strategy was if we get this game on location, we will get a lot of people to play it and that will equal orders. But man, no one's going out to play pinball right now. But that strategy was derailed by what happened in culture and it was out of their control. Now, my question is like Hot Wheels has now been out for like seven, eight months. Like what's next from American Pinball? How fast will they get another game out there? And the real question I have for AP is, is what's the new direction of this? Company? Company. Are they going to make very simplified, stripped down, sort of pro versions of games at 6300 bucks? And is that what we're going to see? I think if they go that way, and I think if they go after Stern Pro's model, they're dead. I do. I just think they're dead. I think they need to go back to packing these games with things people want. I still for the life of me do not understand why they don't, why they don't go get some of these homebrew games like Nightmare Before Christmas, uh, Riot Pinballs, you know, Legends of Valhalla. Figure out a way to get something in there that 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 people want. Now I I want I don't want to talk too much about like riot. I know they have legends of Ahala. I think they're doing the same thing they did with Wooly, which is like you make six production games, you test the waters. But I don't know what their pathway is to production, and it's it's like they're kind of going down the same road. And if you go down the same road with the same approach, I just don't think. You're gonna see different levels of success. I don't think you're gonna find a way to get that game into production. Because you know, like that game's gonna to have to be like seven, eight thousand dollars now to, to be feasible for them to make. And and it just how do you compete? How do you compete? So all these boutique companies, you know, like five, six years ago, it was exciting seeing these companies, you know, five, six, seven years ago, all these new companies, Cosmic Carnival, Celts. You know they we had Zidware. we had all these like we had predator we had we had, it, remember that period of time when it was exciting that all the that pinball could be made by all of these outside boutique people and it was going to make pinball so much more exciting and then how did that story end right we realized that making pinball is extremely hard, that almost nobody can pull it off, almost nobody can figure it out. And it actually like, I don't know, it kind of lowered a lot of people's enjoyment because all we were watching was like these boutiques fail left and right, you know? And if you can't sell a hundred, if you can't sell a hundred of a title, why are you going to try to make a game? You know and it's not about cheerleading every effort i mean i want to see new pinball just as much as you do but i just don't think there's a point trying to make a pinball machine if you don't know that there's a market for it because you're just going to waste your efforts now like i know these are passion projects for these people and that's great i just think if i were riot pinball and i had done all that work on legends of valhalla i wouldn't have gone down the same road of revealing it having your friends stream it, show it to the world. Now it's old news. Now it's never gonna be new again. What I would have done is if I developed that game, I would have taken it to American Pinball and said, hey look, hey look, we could create a mutually beneficial deal here. We've developed this game. You guys are doing original themes. We've made an original theme game. We've done all the development on this game. We've done all the coding on this game. How about we strike a deal And we build Legends of Valhalla through American Pinball But we reveal it, announce it, and manufacture it In a way that's going to work to attract customers And I think they would have been way more successful had they done that But once you pull the curtain off and you show everybody everything You can't put the curtain back over it And now you just have this prototype game floating in the ether that you're really excited about, that you really want to get into production, but you've kind of cut off your ability to drum up that hype and excitement again. So that's my advice for Riot is like, guys, there's these companies that need Titles, you've built a title. Don't rush to show the community because you're excited because you might ruin your ability to then ink a deal. I think that's what they want. I mean, I'd want as many people playing my game as I could if I did all the effort to make a game. Who else am I missing? Chicago Gaming Company, Cactus Canyon Remake is next. Cactus Canyon Remake is next. I heard that the sculpts in it are gonna be phenomenal. They might do the, I think the saloon doors might open and close the way the prototype of that game was supposed to be. I'm, I'm happy to see this game. Uh, Chicago Gaming Company builds phenomenal products. Medieval Madness Remake, uh, Royal Editions have been going out, and, and, and they're phenomenal. Uh, but there's just something about the remakes, and I've always said this, it just doesn't have the same level of excitement and discussion because we've played these games forever. And there's nothing really, really new that's not just cosmetic and 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 sort of like, you know, the dots are better. But I will say on Cactus Canyon, fully expect the code to be revisited and improved upon. So that's what's going to happen at Chicago Gaming Company. The real news at Chicago Gaming Company is when are they going to ship their original games? Mark Ritchie is working on stuff. I think it's Pulp Fiction. When are those games going to happen? This company... To say they move at a snail's pace is an understatement. Now, another reason why is that Churchill and Churchill cabinet companies, you know, these guys have so much money. The owners of Churchill, they have so much money. They're a lot like Leonard. They don't need these games to come out. They don't need the money is the easiest way to say it. When you don't need the money, you can move your pinball project at whatever pace you want. And that's why I think a lot of people don't understand the delays it's it's because like there's just not the same it's, there's not the same urgency to get the games on the line because again, these companies, they're not as big as Stern. They don't have as many mouths to feed. Stern pinball is such a big operation, they can't afford to miss deadlines they can't afford to miss the mark they can't afford to have like a six-month delay they've got all those people coming in every day like they they would lose so much money they would lose millions of dollars every week millions of dollars that's what they would lose every few weeks if, if, if they had delays like these other companies so we'll see it when we see it is there anyone else i'm missing people are getting their big lebowski's that's great i mean nothing new there All right, so look, I want to just tell you guys, I will do a full in-depth review of Rick and Morty soon. I've had it, it's still here, it hasn't been sold. Before I sign off, I just want to say something. Look, I've been gone for a while and I've been off the airwaves for a while. And I want to tell you just quickly, like my reflection in this time period is, is this. This show, I think, has done a lot of good for pinball. This show has entertained you. This show has brought up issues others wouldn't bring up. This show has given you an unbiased opinion about the pinball hobby. This show does not always get rumors and speculation right. This show doesn't always hit the mark with my observations. But here's what I'm changing in Canada's Pinball Podcast. What this show doesn't need and what this show never needed to be entertaining, to be exciting, to get you to tune in. This show never needed personal attacks. And I, in the past, have probably overstepped in how I've gone after people or individuals. And even the way I've articulated some of my like opinions probably crossed the line and so you're never going to hear that again it's just never going to get like nasty like if I want to say I think an art package is bad I'll still say that if I want to say this code is horrible I'll still say that but you know what I'm talking about like there's just a level of like going after people personally don't need to do it don't need to do it if I have information around people that is like damaging or this or that you know I have to figure out a way to articulate that and communicate it in a way that's not going to like lead people to think I'm like completely slandering them and going after them. Okay. So you're just not going to hear it. The Pinside babies episodes, those might be a thing of the past. It just, it's just, you know, because that's the whole thing too, is shining a light on Pinside and and all the drama and anger and vitriol there. Like it's what you get enough of it there. And, and I, and I saw it recently with this new guy that wants all this credit and calling me a fraud. What, bro? Everyone just needs to like, when you do 499 podcasts about pinball and still have a huge audience, then you can talk about being someone that we should follow. Then you could talk about being a source in the pinball hobby. And to call me a fraud after doing so many shows, no. It's just like, it's all just like, who are you? Like, who are you again? You know, and the thing about me is I've always been very transparent. I've always been in front of everything I say. There's no, you know who I am. You know my name. I'm not some avatar. I'm not anonymous. And I have the courage to get up here and say exactly how I feel. I'm not calling anyone else a fraud. I'm not calling anyone else names. And look, I've listened to all my other friends' shows. I've listened to all the other shows out there. I've heard so many things said about me. A lot of negative stuff said about me. And here's my response to all the negative stuff that people have been saying about Canada's Pinball Podcast and me as a person. I forgive all of you. I'm not upset. Like, I do my show the way I do it. I'm happy all of you do your shows the way you do your shows. The other thing I won't do on this show is I won't make shows about other shows. I won't make shows about pinball content creators. We are in love with a product. You listen to Canada's Pinball Podcast to hear me talk about the games and the people who make those games. You don't tune into Canada's Pinball Podcast to hear me talk about some, what someone else said on, on, on their show and that becomes the entire new segment of my No. No, and I've always I've always just said what I felt. And maybe some, you know, maybe people want to call me out to prop themselves up, but I, you know what, that's fine. Say whatever you will. Say whatever you will. But moving forward, I'm just not gonna talk about pinball content creators. It's just not it's not of interest to me. What's of interest to me are these games. And yes, if people interview good people, of course I'll give shout-outs to people who who reveal stuff and, and say news and this and that. Okay, of course. Everyone who's creating content is doing it. Uh, because they love pinball and I think that's something that we should always celebrate all right and we don't have to be negative and tear each other down all right and lastly I'll just want to say this what makes this show fun and what makes following pinball on a weekly basis fun is this think about how many new games come out a year let's just say seven new games come out a year that means there are only seven days in which there's legitimate news in the pinball world and yet For every podcaster, and show, and streamer, there's 365 days in a year. What makes pinball podcasting fun, what makes listening to this show fun, is the never-ending speculation we have around what's next. And it is fun to speculate around what's next. Who cares? Who cares? If you get a pinball rumor wrong, or you guess that it's this and it doesn't hit, it's amazing to me how angry people get. When you just speculate on stuff and you're inaccurate. But so let me tell you right now, when when other people want to take the angle of like, we're not going to release false information, it's not false information if we're just trying to guess what's next in pinball. Who cares, everybody? It's fun to speculate that is it queen? Is queen a kapow title? That's a Quicksilver, silver uh, reskin. Is, is that going to be next? I keep hearing that is. So let's talk about it. I think it's going to be queen. So what if I think it's going to be queen and it doesn't become queen? So what? Who cares? It's entertaining, right? I know for a fact that like there's 80s titles that are being worked on right now. So should we not talk about it? Like I I know back to the future is being made back to the future. Parts have been ordered back to the future. Pinball is coming. And then it's like from who is it a Kapow title? Is it a Stern title is Kapow and Stern the same thing? right? Harry Potter. Keep hearing that. James Bond. It's fun to speculate. And I think for all the grown men and women out there who get angry by people's enjoyment over speculating around pinball, everybody lighten up. Look what's going on in the world. This is a fun place. So I'm happy to turn the fun place back on. And, and just, I'll just close it up by saying this. Nothing that I said uh, when I went away was, was false or, or meant to be inaccurate. Um, what happened to me happened to me. And it was really unfortunate. And I hope it never happens to you. And I would never do that to anyone out there. And if you have any issues or you want to have a dialogue with me, canadapinball at gmail.com. And hopefully we can keep the communication between you know us that way. This is my personal creative outlet. Personal creative outlet. It has nothing to do with anything else I do in my life. So please, please, everybody. I hope you can enjoy episode 501 of Canada's Pinball Podcast. This is how it's going to be. We're not going to hold punches. We're going to talk about games. I'm going to be back with a Rick and Morty review. And I can't wait to see what Deep Root delivers this month. I can't wait to see Guns N' Roses. I can't wait to see your reaction to Guns N' Roses. Will it be Toy Story? I don't think it's Toy Story, people. I don't think it's Toy Story. I think it's Guns N' Roses. I think it's next. And I think you know Jersey Jack Pinball is just dying dying to rock and roll this game out into the world they are they are they don't want to keep sharing photos of Willy Wonka they they come on I, I saw the post by them about dialed in nobody want nobody wants to talk about dialed in Pat Lawler doesn't even want to talk about dialed in no more guns and effing roses episode 501 Canada's back love all of you thank you for coming back and enjoying the show with me later